I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. All right. Uh, welcome back. For those of you who like to binge listen or binge watch, we have episode two here with Brandy Mullen. A, uh, and if you haven't listened to the previous episode, please do. This is going to be even better, I think, than uh, binging uh, Yellowstone. That's what I'm hearing. No pressure. Wow. I know. <laughs> uh, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> so Brandy is uh, someone I admire uh, a lot. She's a uh, you know a sales leader in our business, and is currently a regional director, focusing primarily from a, from an active adult space. And what I'd really like to kind of dive into is part two. Part one talked more on the internal side, you know, working with prospects, Brandy. But I and it was very helpful, but I'd love to pick your brain a bit on driving or, you know, leads, driving prospects, especially when you don't have a building sure. or one is, you know, it, it's sort of halfway up. So it's coming. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you all do that yields you great success? Sure. Well, so we definitely focus on outreach and partnerships in the community. Um, we can touch on that a little bit. The one, the the first thing that we focus on is what the the those initial prospects are telling us. So it is really great information when we have prospects that especially are local to where this building is going up. Of uh, if they fit that active adult category, what do you like to do? Where do you go? Where do you spend your time? Are you spending time at a yoga studio? Do you like to go to the farmers market? Um, you know, do you, do you have a favorite dry cleaner? Do you have, so we try to gain information from the prospects themselves of where then we could take those outreach opportunities and reach out and say, you know what, I just got a great referral from one of our future residents that's moving in that we might need to share your information with all of our residents who move in, right? Of how can that be a mutually beneficial relationship? Uh, I think sometimes when we focus on outreach, we're focused so much on our message. What can, what, how can I educate you? How can I get you to send me leads? As opposed to how do I partner with you? Especially those local businesses and referral partners. I'm about to have a building with 170, 80, you know, active adults living there. And they're gonna need places to go to eat, to spend their time for the arts, for uh, wellness, right? All of these things that we promote. So let's loop that community in and see what partnerships we can make in the community, especially when it comes to businesses. Um, in our in our space with Active Adult, we've been really successful with partnering with those assisted living and memory care. I think um, all of us that have worked in that space knows that we have prospects that come in that we, we just know, right, that, that that product is not for them, that they are, you know, cooking their own meals, they are driving, they don't need any attention uh, or, or care needs. So um, send them to us. And then obviously we may have residents that are going to age out and, and maybe need, need some care down the road. And so 
I'm going to tell you to go see Julie down the street, right? Of not just um, these are your options, but I know Julie, I know she's going to take care of you. Um, so it, there's a lot of different areas to hit, but I think that the, the, the main overview would be mutually beneficial relationships and taking information from the people that you're already dealing with in that market. Can you give an example, Brandy, of, and I liked what you said, look, I, we're going to have a community, a building of you know, 100, 200 people, active adults, and they're going to need, or they do already need, or they already do X, Y, and Z, right? And they, I mean, that that's a mutually beneficial thing, right? A win-win potentially for business. Um, can, can you give an example? You mentioned wellness, uh, let me dry cleaning. I mean, what, what, what's, what's um, an example of a mutually beneficial kind of business partnership or relationship that someone's developed that really panned out? Well, and we have, we have them everywhere. So whether it be a dry cleaner, whether it be a restaurant is that, you know what, we'll promote you to our residents. So whether it be on Tuesdays, you get a dollar off your dry cleaning. Or maybe on, on Thursday nights, you know what, if you are a resident or a future resident at our community, you know, you get a, a, a glass of wine with your entree um, for being part of, of our community or for being, you know, a future member of our community. Um, so we work with them also on social media, right? Of Everyone has pretty much businesses have social media. Would you be willing to post us or our residents having fun at your restaurant and we'd be willing to post you know, uh, uh, that our residents love going going to your restaurant, that it's close by, that we enjoy our time there, that we had an outing there. So you have to really just look deeper into it of just not, we, we want what we want, right? But we have to give in order to get. And, and that way everyone is really coming out. Everyone feels good about it, right? Of a business, especially during COVID, it's been really hard to go and ask somebody for free things, right? Or a discount of things during such a hard time. But because, you know, we might be sending you 15 to 20 people a week, right? That that give and take, that that's still going to be beneficial for that business owner. I love it. I love it. So you, for instance, let's say your uh, local restaurant or something that, uh, you know, frequent people love and you're in the area and you, you can't offer a dollar off or they, they would say, you know, a dollar off or, you, you know, graced our residents on Tuesdays or whatever. You can sure. then tell people that too, right. Or prospects that, you know, Hey, or coupons or whatever. And, you can promote one each other's businesses, right? The two, right. The two. Yeah, yeah, it's a great, I love it. I love invite, it. We invite them to, uh, you know, we do um, pretty elaborate happy hour experiences of, you know what, would you like to sponsor and bring in a couple appetizers and we'll put a sign there if, oh my gosh, those are the best chicken wontons I've ever had. Uh, that's where those chicken wontons came from, right? Of, of a little bit of marketing that way too, of yeah. inviting them to showcase their product. I think we get stuck in a rut or, or I don't know what the term is of, you know, referral, like outreach. And outreach really is an area that, from my perspective anyway, that is maybe least understood, people are afraid of, they're nervous, I don't know what to say, 
you know, I already dropped my brochure off, you know, now what? I, I told them, I think they know, they know we're being built because it's right down the street. What am I supposed to do? And the, what advice would you give to somebody who's really nervous? I don't know what to say, you know, um, how do I even start a relationship? Well, I think you have to have a goal before you come in. I, I've seen a lot of business development or outreach that is, you know what, I'm dropping off swag. Well, well what is the goal of that interaction? What, what are, are you just, if you are just going to drop something off and hope that, oh, because I was nice and I dropped these things out that they're going to send all of these people my way. So I think to really sit down or people just go to check a box, right? Of I'm doing five outreach appointments today and I'm going to drop off brochures at every single one. Um, Maybe go for two, but have a specific plan like we just talked about. If you're going into a restaurant, you know what? Have a good, better, best goal of, you know, when I go in there, this, I'm shooting for this. And if I fall here, that's okay too. And if they want nothing to do with us, well, back to the drawing board, right? But of having a plan of, my goal is to go in. My goal is to share our information and to hopefully come to an agreement on what could you offer our residents and what can, how can we promote you to our residents. Uh, and the same thing with you know, the, the referral partners as well of this is what I'm going to do for you. So I think we sometimes lead with what can you do for me? Instead, what person wouldn't want to accept an appointment or, or have someone walk in of, guess what I'm here to do for you today? or I'm here to bring you this information, or if it's a downside, I'm here downsizer, I would love for you to come to speak to our group. Oh my gosh, you're going to give me some business? Yeah, that's great. But I'm going to throw an event revolved around you coming into our space and do it's cross promotion, but it's having a plan. And I think that outreach fails when you go blindly to just check a box or to drop things off. Great advice. Agree. What about Segwaying over, you mentioned events. I love, I love the example of learning about, right? Doing some discovery, learning about other people. You may, oh, you, oh, you're a downsizer, or oh, you have this talent, or you have this, obviously, this business, um, or you've got this skill, and you, you certainly could do appetizers, like you said, and we can promote it at our event. Um, what kinds of event? Like, talk to us, talk to us about events happenings, whether you have a building or not. Can you give us some, uh, both, both the, some types and some things that really work for you all? And what's the frequency or recommendation? And then the third part, I'm asking three questions about COVID, COVID, COVID. So if you could, we'll, we'll set, we'll table that for a second. So frequency kind of scheduling and some examples. Sure. So, um, Again, it depends on how close you are to getting your building, right? In the beginning, we're doing some dine-in discovers. We're doing um, some larger larger scale events uh, in a little bit less frequency. But we can throw, I mean, we, we've become very good at throwing smaller scale events, especially when you're talking about if you are doing it out of a leasing center or possibly a trailer or a retail space of, throw, you know, little 10-person events. Maybe it's putting together a charcuterie board or uh, doing a sip and paint. Um, the one we have found for active adults that the ones that revolve around food and alcohol do really, really well. Uh, <laughs> people love to come out and they love to eat and drink and mingle. So those uh, are a little bit more of the high end, right? Those are a little bit more of our budget busters. But 
filling in with, again, of things that we like to focus on, whether it be wellness, whether it's a Tai Chi class or a yoga class, um, crafts and, and art, people seem to be very drawn to that or gardening. Um, the downside, as far as informational downsizing, we've done um, financial planning. Um, we try to just stick with the categories that we promote like within within our own calendar. So really trying to, to loop in, like this is a taste of when you do move in, we hold happy hours. When you do move in, we do have different crafting events. Um, so of giving them a taste of what their day-to-day -day life might be and, and things that they might be able to try once they become residents. And how often do you recommend I, I put things on or I'm doing outreach, I mean, not outreach, but I'm doing an event either in-house or doing a maybe an offsite because I don't have a building. How, how often do you want me to do that? I mean, I would say, again, I would say at least one, one a week, right? You've got to, and, and again, those vary in the scale and the cost, but one a week. Um, we also break out and do, once you actually deposited, we do special one-off events for people that have already deposited. So they're already fostering that sense of community. And, you know, they can say, I'm going to be your neighbor down in 132. And, oh, I live right above there. So uh, again, preserving that once you've made a deposit to, to follow it through. So we have events all the time, but there there sometimes they overlap and we might invite prospects and maybe realtors, but sometimes we break it out of, we're just going to do a specific referral event. We're going to host realtors. Um, they're going to come in um, and separate from, from our prospect event. So it does just depend on where we are in the pre-leasing uh, experience. It depends on who we want our audience to be, right? If we're, we're focused on outreach, uh, we want to focus on doing more events, maybe with partnering with those neighborhood uh, resources that we have, um, but really trying to focus on also the feedback of our prospects. Uh, if, if they've got 10 hot leads and, and eight of them are interested in gardening, we need to do a gardening event. So of being able to be a little bit nimble in, in what we offer, uh, if we've got, you know, nine out of the 10 hots, they're interested, they love wine. We're going to do a wine pair, wine and chocolate pairing or, or something. To that so of really listening and being tuned into the people that you're talking to at the time too, because that can change just based on the group you're dealing with. Well, that ties into part one, one of the very first things that you mentioned, which we ended with, which is how important it is to get to know people. Yeah. Right? Get to know people. Be curious. Find out. It sounds to me it makes kind of common sense, but sometimes common sense isn't common when we're in the whirlwind and we're so busy selling, you know, we're so busy getting, you know, because we're feeling pressure, understand, but, you know, what do your prospects like to do or your referral sources or your potential referral partners, right? What do they like to do or what interests do they have or what talents do they have or uh, you know, how do you create win-wins, right? Well, so and we in sales need to be able to, to connect the dots, right? And that's what you mentioned. If, if we're doing great discovery, it's not only for their, but it's benefiting you. It's benefiting uh, right. prospects to come. It might create more traffic for you. So I, I really challenge all anybody in sales to be more intentional in your interactions with your prospects and not just checking a box or not just filling out, you know, a conversation sheet of 
really asking with the intent to understand, right? We hear that a lot too, uh, um, to get a better understanding of who they are as people, what their life looks like, um, because that's going to give you some intel of what brought them to you. So what common pitfall uh, comes to mind uh, when I when I say that, a common pitfall with outreach, external business development? I, I mean, we touched on it a little bit more about not having a goal, not having a plan when you go in. Uh, or being discouraged because there will be people that do not want to partner with you or that do not think that their business aligns or are not interested in a sponsorship or a partnership and that's okay. Um, but I, I think you need to be a little bit reflective of how did that appointment go from my standpoint? Did I think that I did a good job? Did I feel prepared? And what can I change for the next time, right? Of how can I adjust my process in outreach? Is it the, the, the type of, am I always only going to businesses? You can't only only go to businesses, right? Of what do your partnerships look like with your referral partners? Uh, or same thing, or maybe I have great referral partnerships, but I don't have that neighborhood appeal. What can I do to get in better with the neighborhood? So I think you really have to look big, big picture on, on all of these. Of We get, I think, just two we have tunnel vision when it comes to some things of, I just need to get this done instead of doing five things, do one thing, do it really well. Have one really good outreach appointment instead of trying to get 10 and see what comes of it. And, and work, with, work with your partner. I mean, I think everyone at this point in senior living has a regional or has some sort of support. Like you're not alone. If you know your past five outreach appointments did not go well, reach out to someone. I, I, I know in our business that, that there's always someone there to help, whether it be marketing, sales, we all wear you know a lot of hats. So there is help to be had within your own teams. Reach out to a sister community. You know, I heard you're doing this really well. Can you help me with that? Can you share with that? Sometimes we forget to just, to just ask and, and untap those resources that are at our fingertips because of whether it be pride or I wanna be the best at something. Um, you know, success comes many, many different ways. And I would, I'm for one would take all of the help and all the resources. <laughs> well, my experience is Brandy that I thank you so much in uh, sharing and it's that the, the, those who lean in, you know, are the ones who they're typically the best, they're the ones who produce most, they're the most successful, they're the, they're the leaders, right? They're the people that sit in the front row, the people that attend, the people that lean in, the people that say, you know what, I don't know, or I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling discouraged right now, or I, um, I've dug into the data, you know, I'm not making a reactive comment, but I'm dug it in, I'm looking, I'm, I've dug in and I'm, this is what, or the last five appointments, I've, it's, they haven't gone well, to your point. Um, and it's okay, as a matter of fact, it's, you know, Brene Brown, you know, that vulnerability, there's, there's uh, absolute strength in vulnerability and, and, you know, admitting if, if, when, when we need help. I mean, that's, yeah. And, it could it, be, and, and we can't diagnose it. I mean, maybe it's just so simple and, and we might think of this as, oh, how would you, but maybe you're doing outreach on a Monday. 
Monday is not a good day for people, right? They're, they're getting right. caught up. They're coming in, you know, Monday is not a good day. So if you're doing outreach on a Monday, maybe it's just the day. Maybe it's not your approach. Maybe it's not who you're targeting, possibly just the day. I mean, it could be something so simple as that. Um, so you, you do, it's, it's trial and error, some of it, um, you know, some of it, you need that yeah. support and just talk it through, but that's, a, a, that's a perfect example of like, you're doing everything right. It was just the wrong day of the week to be doing it. <laughs> and that's a great point. And sometimes it takes the objective eye, you know, like you said, lean, you know, ask a colleague, ask a regional, ask, you know, for help. And maybe someone else looks at it, oh, you know, hey, what day are you going out? Oh, I go out on Mondays or, oh, I go out on Friday afternoons or, uh, you know, I, I never, I just drop by. I never call, you know, because nobody wants to call and or whatever you're hearing and that from that objective eye, which is why we all benefit from having a coach or having that, that leadership support, because when you're in a situation you don't have objectivity, you know, it's, it's so much, uh, you know, the objectivity comes from, right. Cause there's, you're just in the weeds, right. You need that person to, to help you and say, Hey, maybe that's it. Right. It's really well, tough to look at, you know, utilizing on your team. I mean, I know some, some smaller teams maybe don't have this option and it does all fall under one person's umbrella, but how about engaging with the, the team member that is most passionate about outreach and, and that feels the most comfortable? Maybe it is your assistant community manager, right? They, maybe they live right two blocks away from your community and they have great uh, relationships in the community. Um, don't limit yourself to this person has to do this, right? Because, and we know, Julie, of like, if you're passionate about something, you're already ahead of the game. Uh, 10 steps, right, of, of find the person that wants to do it. I have sales consultant, one sales consultant will always want to do outreach, and the other one, she focuses, loves doing the admin piece, loves dotting T's, crossing T's and dotting I's, and so she loves doing the welcome letter. She loves preparing the lease. She loves making sure insurance and everything is together, and while the other one who loves outreach, oh my gosh, that's the worst part of her job, right? So a matching talent uh, uh, to, to passion and, and what they're good at too, if you have that opportunity, if you have that option on your team. Any last words of advice for us for outreach or external business development events, Brandy? I think you just, just be creative and, and listen to what people are telling you what's important to them for the prospects, because if it, it all comes back to you want sales, out of your prospects and you know, adult children, you want them to be involved in the sale. So of really just digging into your market, uh, what aligns with, with your message, with your goal and trying to build the best relationships that you can. Sound advice. I have a feeling uh, there will be more episodes to come, right? So watch out Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out that Netflix binging. Brandy, thank you so much for taking time uh, to talk with me and, and share your expertise. Uh, you are amazing. Appreciate you. And uh, we absolutely love to connect back up soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.